Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this podcast, we're going to talk about social media. Uh, Social media, in a lot of ways, has helped enhance how we communicate. Um, Some would say it has been to our detriment. Just depends on who you ask. Uh, But it's exposed a lot of things about us and how we actually, you know, move about this world and our thoughts and ideas and our actions. Um, Whether or not it's been a benefit, I guess it really just depends on who you ask. Um, I started thinking about this actually just as I was looking at some things on Twitter. Um, For me, uh, I don't want to sound like the old guy in the room, (laughs) but I am the old guy in the room. Um, And this is actually interesting for me because I'm someone who did not grow up with, you know, social media. I didn't have Twitter. There was no Facebook. There was no Instagram when I was coming up. So uh, this was something that uh, I didn't have in my formative years. So I don't know what it's like to be a teenager with Twitter. Um. But I'll say this, uh, having not had it and then having it now, uh, you know, kind of makes you want to appreciate the times when you didn't have it. Uh, Again, I don't want to sound like the old bitter guy, get off my lawn type of guy, but uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of that. (laughs) Uh, And it's not all bad, but like, for instance, for me. When I start thinking about social media, you know, and when I think when I talk about social media, I'm talking Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, those big three, if you will. Um, There's positives and negatives to have to having them. You know, um, I'm on all three. Uh, My interactions, however, have changed over time. Uh, For example, like with Twitter, I got on Twitter in July of 2008. Um, And to be quite honest, when I got on Twitter, nobody knew what the hell Twitter was. (laughs) It was uh, it was a weird space because, uh, as many of you know, I also have a blog and I started blogging in 2007. And to be honest, we all me and my blogger friends, we all got on Twitter just to keep up with each other even more. So like if I go back and look at to look at like the first, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 people that I followed, they're all bloggers. So that was the way that we could keep up with each other on a personal note and a personal level outside of our blogs. Um, and I remember uh, <laughs> the tweets were so infrequent when we first got on Twitter that Like I literally would set up my alerts to where I would get a text message anytime one of my friends sent a tweet. So can you imagine getting a text message every time somebody sent a tweet? But again, if you're only following 10 people, 10, 11 people, then, you know, 
uh, it was cool and you could respond back. And it was just at that particular time, Twitter was a community that, again, not many people knew of. Um, it was uh, for me back then, it was a lot of fun because, uh, again, you could get stuff in real time as opposed to the blogs. Like if I wrote a blog, you know, my friends on the West Coast, they might not respond to the blog until maybe later on in the afternoon. And then I hit them back and then they might write a blog and I might check their blog out, you know, the next day, something like that. I might put a comment on their blog. It wasn't necessarily in as quick of real time. Uh, but Twitter was something that we could, you know, get online and just talk basically back and forth. And uh, it was really, really cool uh, initially. And then y'all showed up. <laughs> and when I say y'all showed up, y'all showed up. Uh, it changed, you know, and for lack of a better terms, you know, a lot of you, not you in particular that's listening, but a lot of people messed it up to be honest um you know when twitter got popular it, it got to be um it got to be um it wasn't as much fun uh and it was uh you know kind of weird and one of the things that i learned very quickly is that twitter quickly became a place where people just came just to argue with strangers i mean like even now, to this day, I can get on Twitter and jump on my timeline and it's somebody arguing about something. I mean, like, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, and I think one of the things that people fail to understand is that everybody has an opinion. We all have an opinion. You know, it's like the old saying, opinions like assholes. Everybody got one. Right. And that's true. And what Twitter has been is a medium to where people can, you know, express their opinions. And, and that's fine. But just because I have, I don't know, 2000 people following me doesn't mean that I'm necessarily any better than somebody that has five people following them or that my voice is that much more powerful. Yeah, I guess you have more people that could listen to it. But in honesty, if you have 2000 people following you, are they really following you? Probably not. Because in reality, you probably only communicate with a tenth of the people that follow you. Um, so if you got 100 followers, you probably only communicate with 10 people on a, on a consistent basis um, of your followers, if you will. Uh, and to be honest, that probably is how it should be. Um so, yeah, it, it's, it just I mean, right now, I don't care who you are. Uh, if you have, you know, more than I'd say 30 people following you and you're following more than 30 people, you're probably at the very least. When you get online, you can see people arguing about something. Somebody's telling this person that they're wrong about their thoughts and they're going back and forth. And it's just. It's annoying. <laughs> um, in fact, I've gotten to the point now where uh, and I've been like this for a while. I really don't spend a lot of time on my timeline uh, because I've followed people and people have followed me back. Uh, and to be honest, some of the people that I've followed, I probably shouldn't have followed. And I've I keep telling myself at some point, I'm just going to go through and just 
you know, unfollow a lot of these people and mute some of these people. And why well, not? Nah, I'm not going to mute. Them. I'm just going to unfollow them. There's no need to mute. But the mute button is really, really dope on Twitter. You should use that more often. Um, I can mute words. And like one of the favorite words that I have muted from my timeline is the last name of the person that occupies uh, the residence at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C. That name is muted. So it doesn't appear on my timeline because I don't want to see it because I don't want to hear anything that has to do with that person. So, you know, I keep it fresh. So in the times that I do get on the timeline, that name is muted. So I don't have to see it. Um, but mute and unfollow. Um, honestly, that works wonders. <laughs> you probably should mute people and you probably should unfollow even more people. Um, particularly again, people who are tweeting things into your timeline, uh, just foolishness. I mean, I don't want to see fight videos. I don't want to see, you know, uh, just the everyday average foolishness that goes on. You know, I would like to think that the people that follow you on Twitter should be like-minded, but that's not necessarily the case. Um, one of the things that is also weird about Twitter is that like you can get news, you can get good news on Twitter and you can get bad news on Twitter. What I mean by bad news is that not that something bad happens, but it seems to me like nobody reports any news anymore. Like if you go to I'll, I'll use the Washington Post, for instance. The Washington Post could have a story about, uh, I don't know, a singer who uh, <laughs> who is accused of, uh, you know, sexual assault. And let's say the singer is, you know, being accused of sexual assault. And then you go to read the article that's posted on The Washington Post. And, you know, it gives you a little bit of, about what happened with the the accusation. And then you'll see somewhere in the body of the story, it'll say the reaction on Twitter was fierce and people were upset. And then you'll see like 10 tweets from different people that they randomly picked to make this article. To me, that's not news. I mean, like I didn't log on to The Washington Post to find out what people on Twitter thought about this particular incident. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's it's almost lazy in a sense. And I know, yeah, everything happens on Twitter and everything happens in real time. And I mean, like the only time that Twitter really ain't popping is at like 3 a.m. Um, but you can get some dope conversations at 3 a.m. for the people who are up at 3 a.m. Um, I've had a few. Um, but yeah, the news ain't even really the news. I mean, you like you don't get stories because people always talk about when they're writing their stories, what the reaction was on Twitter. Uh, you know, the person that occupies the White House could say something. And, you know, in the somewhere in the body of the article, it'll say the reaction on Twitter was fierce and it was split right down the middle. Really? <laughs> That's lazy. Um, the good news that you can get on Twitter, I think. Uh, like if I wanted to find out, like if somebody said, okay, well, Hey, did you hear about the, 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 uh, earthquake that happened in Guam? You know, I didn't hear about it, but I can go to the Twitter search button 
type in uh you know earthquake guam and boom there's you know if if it happened it's probably a story there that i can find um so that's cool but uh you know twitter has it, it has its positives and negatives uh i'm finding just on a personal note that i spend less and less time on it uh it's definitely not like how it was back in the day uh one of the other things that happens on Twitter quite often is Twitter beef and clapbacks. I mean, I've seen people make stories, news stories, news headlines about Twitter beefs and Twitter clapbacks. Somebody said something. Somebody said something smart back to them. Um, that's just stupid. Let's call it what it is. I mean, like, that's not a story. What it is, it's gossip. And people participate. And people are right there to see this celebrity go back and forth with that celebrity. Or people are there to participate to see this singer go against this singer. Or this rapper say something about this rapper. And everybody's in the gallery watching. Nobody cares. They really don't care. And I mean, like, you can have a Twitter beef. You know, Drake can say something bad about Kanye and it'll make headlines and, you know, Kanye will say something bad about Drake and, you know, people you'll have the Kanye fans chiming in against the Drake fans and and that'll go on for about 48 hours. And that's it, because in the Twitter world, that's about how long stuff lasts. Uh, any controversies that you have that happen on social media, just wait 48 hours. It'll be over. Because people will be people will find something else to be upset and mad about within 48 hours. You got beef. Oh, your beef will last about 48 hours. If you don't th if you think I'm lying, check the next time something drastic happens or the next big controversy that happens, because I'm pretty sure at the time of this podcast, whenever you listen to it, there's going to be some controversy that happens on Twitter and watch it play out and see what happens 48 hours later. People forget stuff doesn't stick with people that long. So, you know, I, I'm not big on the clapbacks and Twitter beef and all of this stuff like that. It's just I mean, it's a lot of negative energy. And I would implore anybody that's listening to this podcast, be careful about what you allow yourself to see and hear and read. Because it can negatively affect you. And so and I'm not telling you to get off Twitter because, I mean, I'm sitting here kind of bashing Twitter. But I mean, I'm on Twitter. I'm not on it like that, like I used to be, to be honest. I mean, if you check my timeline, pretty much I talk to the same people just about every day or every other day. And those are my people. That's it. And I think I've, you know, virtually been able to create and establish some friendships Um that you know go a long way and for that i'm thankful so had there not been social media uh those friendships may not have ever been cultivated i mean it's very it's probably a lot of you listening to this podcast uh that know me through social media or found this podcast through social media and you feel a certain connection to me and i'm thankful for that because had it not been for social media you probably wouldn't have found me so that's cool. But at the same time, again, it's a lot of negative energy. You can't dedicate yourself to that. 
And again, when people just show up just to argue with strangers, beware. Just be just be cognizant of it. You know, I'm not going to talk religion. Uh, hell, I, I'm very <laughs> I'm very selective about who I talk hip hop with on, on Twitter because, you know, you can't tell me that, you know, Drake is top five. I mean, he might be to you. <laughs> we know better. <laughs> but if you think that, that's cool. That's not a conversation that you're going to have with me. I mean, you could talk. And, and one of the cool things about Twitter is like, you know, I don't have to respond. <laughs> you One thing that you have to keep in mind about social media is that you don't have to participate in any argument or discussion that you're invited to. You can easily walk away. And for your sanity and your own mental health, you probably should, because it's just not worth it to be arguing with fools online. Honestly, it's not. Um, another social media medium, um, obviously is Facebook. Facebook has really changed. I've been on Facebook now 10 years, I think at the time of this recording. Uh, yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been cause I got a little notification about, and, and Facebook always celebrates these anniversaries. They'll tell you how long, you, <laughs> like I got a, uh, a note or message that, you know, me and my brother have been friends for 10 years. That's how I know I've been on Facebook 10 years. Um, me and my brother, my brother, who is three years younger than me, but we've been Facebook friends for 10 years. <laughs> like, I really don't need a notification as to how long I've been friends with my brother. Um, but, you know, Facebook is changed, too. Um, I probably spend less time on Facebook than I did before. Uh Honestly, for me, it's not as much fun as it used to be. Uh, I mean, when you think about like, for example, the Facebook data breach, I mean, Facebook has everybody's information. I don't, you know, to be honest, I don't even think you have to be on Facebook for Facebook to have your information. They've got everybody information. Um, I remember maybe about two months ago, I was posting a picture on Facebook and I as I'm loading the picture up, I was going to tag my wife on it, who's on Facebook with me. And before I could even because like to tag someone, you have to type in their name. But before I could even type in her name, her name pops up on the picture as if the picture recognizes her face. The algorithms rec recognize her face. And I'm like, whoa, that's scary. Like, I didn't even put her put her name in yet. And you've already done a face recognition, like somewhere along the line between me taking that picture, it being captured, the location and the face recognition and uploading it to Facebook. Something's not right. So, you know, it, it's again, they have just about all of your information. I am not sure how much privacy we actually have on Facebook. Because I think everything, most things are public. Um, and even the stuff that you think is private really isn't private. Um, one of the things that you have to keep in mind about Facebook is that, you know, and the same with Twitter is that, you know, everybody has an opinion. And, you know, if you speak your mind, freedom of speech ain't free. It's not. And freedom of speech can and will get you fired. 
it could get you removed from the paint, if you will. Um, we saw a lot of this over the past uh, during the Obama, the Obama administration, um, because, you know, it was a lot of people, you know, who decided to take, you know, uh, take their shots at him, if you will, not physical shots, but you know what I mean? And, you know, subsequently, again, you could say it on a private page. It doesn't take anything for somebody to screenshot it and for you to use for you to lose your job. And that happened to a lot of people. Um, and, you know, so it is again, freedom of speech ain't free. Uh, one of the things about Facebook that I've always found to be interesting is that, you know, I came up in an era because I'm a little bit older than most of you that's listening to this. Uh, I came up in an era where, you know, your family business stayed in the house. Like whatever was happening in your house, it stayed in the house. You couldn't sell family business. Um, not necessarily the case on Facebook. Facebook seems to be the place where everybody wants to spill their family business. Um, and I think that's very problematic because a lot of times when you think that you're venting or you're putting, you know, just putting your feelings out on paper, if you will, it's there for everybody to see. And more often than not, people aren't going to respond. They're just going to watch. You know, if I had beef with, I don't know. Let's say my boy Jay Fresh. If I, you know, start if I make a Facebook post ranting and talking about how Jay Fresh owes me 20 grand and when I see him I'm gonna kick his ass and then I, you know, put his name in the thing, it's that's going to attract a whole bunch of people because then Jay Fresh is going to respond and he's going to say you'll get your money when you can get it whatever whatever you don't remember the time where I did this for you so forth and so on. And you know, you may get some comments. You may not. But for the most part, I bet you a ton of people are watching and they're not saying anything. They're just sitting back and watching. I mean, grab your popcorn. And so a lot of times on Facebook, you know, people tend to think that they're just talking to themselves or maybe they're talking to a few people. But a ton of people are watching, even if they're not commenting. So your business is everybody's business on Facebook. That's just the way it is. And until you make the decision to not put your business out there, um, that's the way it is. And, and I think, you know, and I, I'm speaking from someone who this is coming from someone who has a blog, <laughs> has a podcast, uh, you know, is really, really out there. But I've never said anything on Facebook or Twitter or on the podcast that I didn't want anybody else to know. I mean, trust me. If I have a deep, dark secret that I don't want to be out there, I'm not going to put it out there. If I got warrants, I'm not telling you I got warrants. I don't. At least I don't think. <laughs> but if I did, I'm not saying that on Facebook. Um, one of the features that you should use on Facebook is to unfollow and unfriend. Um unfollow simply means is that you're not following their page you can still be facebook friends with someone but you're just not following their page i do that with quite a few people because i think what i've been what i ended up doing was at one point in time i was you know 
accepting Facebook friend requests from people who I went to you know high school with or people from my hometown and I didn't really know them like that but you know I didn't want to seem like a jerk <laughs> so I would accept their friend request and then when I'm scrolling down the timeline and stuff and I'm seeing their posts I'm like I don't want to see all of this <laughs> you know so what I ended up doing was just unfollowing people um, and then in some cases, not accepting Facebook friend requests at all. Um, and again, I do that for me because, you know, some of that stuff, most of the stuff I don't want to see. And given the fact that I spend less and less time on Facebook now, I miss a lot of stuff and I miss a lot of stuff on Twitter, too. I remember at one point in time for me. It was almost like I felt like I had to be on Twitter. And then if I was off Twitter, like. If I miss something like I just always felt like I was missing something, like even when I would get back to my phone, it'd be like, OK, let me check and see what I missed now. Man, <laughs> I could go hours. I can go days, you know, without even checking and seeing what's going on. Um, and I think at some point, you know, I know I keep telling myself I'm I'm, I'm still on it because of the podcast. Uh, but to be honest, I'm not. <laughs> I'm on it probably more so because of the the few interactions that I have with people. Uh, I value those. Um, but no, I don't want to hear about you know what happened on Wall Street. I want to hear about you know the political climate. I want to hear about this. I don't because I see enough of that already. I, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to see it. So, um. But yeah, I would I would definitely recommend the unfollow and the unfriend. Um, I haven't really unfriended a lot of people, but I think that's good to do so. Um, I unfriended somebody recently and uh, <laughs> and they deserved it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's no again, it's not. It's, I guess the best way I can say it is the, the people that I the person that I just recently unfriended. And if they're listening, I really don't care. Uh, I wasn't friends with them. I was friends through an association. So, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be Facebook friends anymore. It's cool. People have unfriended me. I'm sure I don't really care. It's not something that I track. Um, but no, you know, I'm good. <laughs> I don't think anybody's, you know, paying my bills or cutting checks to me. So uh, if that's not happening, I, I think I'll be OK. Um, but yeah, Facebook, again, that's something that you know, you got to be careful about what you say. Uh, I think for me, I'm, I'm to the point. I know in years past, I would post a lot of stuff, post articles and stuff like that. Now, I don't post anything on Facebook. All the stuff I post is about the blog and the podcast. That's it. Um, because I don't want to post, you know, what I think about the, you know, the speech that the president of the United States gave out because I, I don't want to I don't want to have the commentary with my Facebook friends because I don't care. I mean, I just I don't you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm over it. <laughs> I just I, I don't want to. And then the notifications. Oh, my gosh. Notifications are so annoying. Um, I'll post pictures of myself or the family or the kids. I'll do that. But, you know, articles and stuff like that, like I used to in years past. I don't do that anymore. Um and will somebody please get rid of the Facebook poke? poke. It is so annoying. So annoying. Um, I, I don't really don't know the purpose. And what's weird is now sometimes I'll get a Facebook poke from people who aren't, I'm not even Facebook friends with. 
so i block them or spam them um that's not cool uh the other social media uh you know that i deal with is instagram instagram is actually cool um i got no beef with instagram instagram is pretty cool uh you know mostly involves pictures uh although there's some of you out there who if you're posting more posts that have words than you do pictures <laughs> something's not right <laughs> uh, i had one of my boys tell me he said if a woman is posting a bunch of instagrams and she's got more letters and she get she's got pictures she's crazy <laughs> now, i don't know how true that is ladies you tell me if i'm wrong but um instagram is cool instagram is cool i mean it's it I think a lot of people like Instagram because it satisfies the 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 purpose of, you know, hey, I can look at this picture real quick and I can decide whether I want to like it or not. And then you keep moving or you can just keep scrolling. You can keep scrolling. Uh, I caution people to understand that, you know, what you see on Instagram isn't always necessarily what you get. You know, people will fake in front and stunt on Instagram. I mean, it's. I guess that's the purpose of it to some degree um, because you're living or showing what you're living like through your pictures. Um, you know, nobody's nobody. Very few people have a bad day and, you know, <laughs> post a bunch of pictures on Instagram. It's usually showing them being lit or, you know, dope or whatever, whatever superlative you want to use. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Instagram is cool. Uh, like I said, it's it satisfies the purpose of just, you know, that quick instant gratification of liking a picture or what have you. Um, the one question I have about Instagram and maybe somebody can help me out. What's the shelf life on Instagram models? And I'm only asking because, like, I see a lot of Instagram models um, and, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I know some of these women are getting body enhancements and i just want to know what's the shelf life i mean like after your instagram model between 25 and 28 you know what do you do like do you collect retirement you know do you go somewhere you know do they throw a party for you or something you know, <laughs> i want to know um and why do instagram models and not just instagram models but women in general uh, i hate to throw all of you women into this category but why do some women on Instagram, when they take that picture, they throw their little foot up in the air. Like the foot is like slightly elevated off the ground. What's up with that? Please, somebody explain to me what that is. Like I see that in just about every picture from Instagram models. And then, you know, just ladies in general, people that I know on Facebook. I mean, excuse me, on Instagram. Um, what's up with the foot off the ground? Put your foot on the ground. Again, I don't want to rant on social media. Uh, it has this, you know, positives and negatives. Um, I guess for me, things have changed so much over the years that I, I find myself uh, using less and less of Twitter and, you know, Facebook uh, and probably a little more of Instagram. But even that is, you know, very limited, if you will. Um I remember getting the update on my iPhone um, and it's, you know, the iPhone has this new thing where it shows you your screen time and shows you basically what you've done uh, 
in the past week as far as the apps that you spend the most time on. And, you know, I remember looking at it for the first time. I got the first numbers that they read out once I did the update. And man, you know, Twitter was up there. I mean, like Twitter had the most time. And I was like, wait a minute, this is not right. (laughs) Uh, And then so I started cutting it back. And, you know, um, I just don't spend as much time on it because it's not as it's it's still cool. I still enjoy the interactions, but the overall experience, it ain't what it was. You know, and I guess I could say that about most social media. It ain't what it was. And I don't know if it'll ever be what it was because, you know, things have advanced. It's not. You know, we've gone from MySpace to, you know, Facebook. So, you know, things have changed. And maybe I'm just resistant to change. Or maybe I'm just old. Or maybe, just maybe, I don't really care. That's going to do it for me. Thanks again for checking out the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.